for that that sermon, that word. Amen. Praise God. We've got some young men, some young ladies. I tell you, the anointing of the Lord is all over them. I'm not worried about the church's future. The Lord is raising up some powerful young men and women to carry this gospel on. Amen. Praise God. Third John, that little book back there towards Revelations. Third book of John. We are going to read verse number two. And pastor just wants to minister here for a few minutes today. And I felt like the Lord moved on me recently concerning this service. And that God wanted to walk in here and do some healing. Mental, physical, and spiritual. He's a healer. Hallelujah. Praise God. We hear testimonies all the time. We know he's a healer. Recently prayed for a precious sister in one of our connect groups. Pain, I think it was in her shoulder. The members of that connect group gathered around, prayed for her, and God, she felt the pain leave her body then, and it has never returned. Because God is a healer. He heals today. And I, I just want to kind of put us on a strong foundation. I want to I be in the place where God can heal move powerfully in my life. Third John chapter 1, verse number 2. To our guests, thank you for being with us. We pray that you have already been blessed. And it is our prayer that the Lord will bless you through His Word. And if you have never been filled with the power of the Holy Ghost, we want you to know it's for you and you can receive it today before you leave this place. And we would love to bury you in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins. Amen. Around here, we don't, we don't do that to join this local assembly. We baptize to join the kingdom, the church. And you say amen. amen. Beloved, I wish above all things, say above all things, that thou mayest prosper. One say prosper. Tell your neighbor, the Lord wants you to prosper. And be in health. Everybody say be in health. Or just be healthy. Tell your neighbor the Lord wants you to be healthy. Even. As. Or in alignment with. That's what that means. In alignment with. As your soul prospers there is nothing more important to God than your soul nothing and he wish above all things he says through his servant John that thou that we may prosper and be in health as our soul prospers I want to talk just a little bit here today about healing, a God that heals. Jesus is the healer. Jesus still heals. You can title it all, whatever you want. As long as in the end, you understand that He has come here today to heal you. That's why He's here. He's come to heal you. He's come to heal you physically. If it's cancer, He's come to take it out. If it's diabetes, he's come to remove it. If it's migraines, he's come to fix whatever's going on up in there. If it's high blood pressure, he's come to put a peace upon you and steal that blood pressure, bring it down to normal inside of you. Whatever, whatever the disease may be, whatever the sickness may be, I want to tell you he's the healer and he's come here today just to do just that for you.
I want you to say, the Lord has come today to heal me. Tell somebody, the Lord has come today to heal me. God, we pray, thank you for your word, your power, your glory. Open our hearts and our minds and our spirits. Lord, let us hear, let us learn. Let it increase our faith, God, through the word, the hearing of the word. And Lord, let us walk out of this place healed, mentally, physically, and spiritually. I ask it in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus Christ. One more time, clap your hands to the Lord and give him praise. Will you do it? Hallelujah! God bless you, you may be seated. Let's talk about sickness just for a moment. Whether this is sickness of the mind or sickness of the spirit or sickness of your physical body, it all comes eventually from the same place and the same direction. The Bible shows us that the cause and effect of the relationship between between us, you and I, and sin the part of that, or there is a relationship between sin and sickness. Now, don't misunderstand me because immediately we all love God so much, so we get this guilt complex, and so the devil speaks to us instantly and says, the reason why you have this condition in, this, in your body is because you are in sin. And that is not what I just said. I said that all sickness comes from sin. When humanity fell upon that initial sin of Adam and Eve, sickness entered into the human race. It came into the sickness of mind, sickness of spirit, and sickness of body. If we're going to deal with sickness, we got to deal with the sin issue. If we're going to be healed, we got to understand the sin issue that dwells in our flesh and in our environment. Now, it may not be a particular or a certain sin that has brought a sickness upon you, but all sickness is caused and is derived or the derivative of sin in the human race. Chapter, the book of Mark, chapter 2 and verse number 5. When Jesus saw their faith, he said unto them, unto the sick of palsy, Son, thy sins be forgiven thee. We know the story. Uh, the scribes got upset and said, Nobody can forgive sins but God. Verse number 8. Immediately when Jesus perceived in his spirit that they so reasoned within themselves, he said unto them, Why reason ye these things in your heart? Whether it is easier to say to the sick of palsy, thy sins be forgiven thee, or to say, arise and take up thy bed and walk. Now, Jesus was not saying that you are a sinner and that's why you're sick. He is saying the cause of your sickness comes from sin. And so I forgive you of all your sins. And when that is done, healing begins to take place in your body, mentally spiritually and physically come on put your hands together I'm going to try to help some of us here today because some of us are sick in our mind sick in our spirit and sick in our body because we have allowed the devil to put it upon us but I've come to tell you when you were buried in the name of Jesus Christ and when you were filled with the power of the Holy Ghost God The yoke of sin and the power of sickness in our lives. You're so bound you can't even receive this. He's convinced you for so long this belongs on you. This is a part of you. This is who you are. You'll live with this. No, no it's not. You're a child of God. You're bought by the blood. You're cleansed by his spirit. You are redeemed. Sin has been broken. You have authority. If I can get us to see and understand that sickness comes from sin, then if I can get you to step into the arena that you are redeemed. 
and I can get you to shed sin out of your life and shed sickness out of your life. One more time, put your hands to the Lord. I want us to look how forgiveness of sin is linked to healing and the prospering of the soul. Psalms 103 and 3, who forgiveth all thine iniquities. And then the second part says, and healeth all thy diseases. The healing of your mind, soul, and body flows through the forgiveness of the sins that are in your life. Stay with me. James chapter 5 and verse number 4. Is any sick among you? Let him call for the elders of the church. Let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer of faith shall save the sick. And the Lord shall raise him up. Watch it. And if he hath committed sins, they shall be forgiven him. Isaiah put it this way, but he is wounded for our transgressions. That means sins. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. And with his stripes ye are healed. Why? Because he bore your sins. He bore your iniquities. And when we flow through the blood and my sins are forgiven and my iniquities have been removed, healing, healing, healing can come to me. Verse number 12 of 53 of Isaiah. He bore or bear the sin of many and made intercession for the transgressors. Jesus bore our sins when he went to the cross. And when he bore our sins, he bore our sicknesses along with them. Exodus 15 and 26. Stay with me just here a little bit here today. I'm going to try to help us. I know I'm fighting a powerful spirit. The Lord showed me this. But so many of the people are sick. You're sick in your mind. You're sick in your spirit. And you're sick in your body. You talk in tongues. You love God. You live for Him. You pay your tithes. You do your dues. You work in the kingdom. But sickness remains upon your body. Whether it's mentally, physically, emotionally, whatever, however it is. And it's because we have, we have not received the revelation that sickness has no right to be in me. God has not given me a spirit of fear but of love and power and a sound mind. That's what God gave us. That's what God died on the cross for. That you might have those things. I come to help us because we get confused. We heard the testimony from Sister Nicole. God bless you so much. Battle, 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 battle. But finally, she came to the revelation. What am I doing? Why am I allowing this to abide in me? All I've got to do is give it to him. He bore my sins. He bore my iniquities. Sickness has no place in my body, in my spirit, in my mind. I don't mean that one day you might not get sick and die. I understand sicknesses come and things happen. I'm talking about living in sickness. What am I reading here? Exodus 15 and 26. And said, if thou wilt diligently hearken to the voice of the Lord thy God. And will do that which is right in his sight. Everybody say, do that which is right. And will give ear to his commandments and keep his statutes. I will put I will put none of these diseases upon thee which I have brought upon the Egyptians. I am the Lord that healeth thee. But that promise was tied to the former verse. You gotta keep my commandments. You gotta do what is right. You gotta live right and shed sin out of your life because sin is connected to sickness. 
This is what I want us to understand. That no matter when it comes to me, it might just be the flu. It might just be a cold. But I want to recognize something. I'm not just going to receive it. Don't misunderstand me. I might still have that flu for seven days. But one thing I've made up my mind. I am not going just to accept it. Tired of laying down like a weak noodle. Well, it's just the way it is. I guess it's going around. Well, let it go around. But it's not going to stop here. The least I can do is begin to practice the power God's given me, the authority God has given me. Claim it over my family. Claim it over my mind. Claim it over my heart. Claim it over my body. I am in the blood. I am redeemed. I am healed. Let's worship him for a moment. He's awesome. Come on, somebody. Especially if there's a sickness in your body. You ought to praise him right now. You ought to worship him right now. Tell your neighbor I'm healed. It's important to establish the fact that God is a healer. That he still divinely heals. Psalms 147 and 3. He healeth the broken in heart and he bindeth up the wounds. I read that today. Again this morning. When I was just kind of going back over with the Lord had placed upon my heart. And I read that and I began to weep because of all the broken heartedness that is amongst God's people. For whatever reason it's come to you, the old heart is just broken. Whether you've been betrayed by a loved one or just done wrong by somebody or whether you were just offended for whatever reason, your heart is broken. But I've come to tell you the reason why it remains broken like that is because you've allowed sin to remain. Please understand, Pastor, I don't mean this in a hard way, but the Bible teaches us how not to be offended we got to step into the arena of obedience and when we do that the heart will be healed and when the heart is healed deliverance will rise up because sin is connected to sickness I've got to get it out i got to get it out of my life i got to get back in obedience to the word of God I've got to obey his commands and walk according to his statutes my mind is troubled sister Nicole because we are not being obedient to the Lord when he says cast all your cares upon me Philippians chapter 4 Verses 6 and 7, I believe it is. I don't have that in the notes. Be anxious for nothing. Worry about nothing. (laughs) But in all things, with prayer and uh, supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God. Oh, here it is. That's the wrong verse. Which passeth all understanding shall gird up, gird up, gird up, gird up your mind through Christ Jesus. Now, I know I butchered them verses, but it's pretty close. I've got to learn to get obedient to God. I got to stop worrying about things. I'm making my mind sick. I'm making my spirit sick. It will eventually make my body sick. And the sickness was not from God, wasn't from the devil. It was from my disobedience to the word of God. I'm not worrying, but trusting him, abiding in him, 
shedding the worries of life, knowing that he cares and he loves me, that I'm more important than a sparrow. I'm more important than a flower. He will clothe me. He will feed me. He will care for me. He will watch over me. We can get that if you can get that in your head, if you can get that in your head, you will destroy the yoke of sin and the power of redemption will work in your life. Psalm 32, O oh Lord my God, I cry unto thee, and thou hast healed me. Jeremiah 17, 14, heal me, O oh Lord, and I shall be healed. Save me, and I shall be saved. For thou let my praise. He heals. He healed in the Old Testament. He heals. He healed when he came in the flesh. John 4 and 46, you don't have these brothers. John 4 and 46, he healed the nobleman's son, sick with a fever. Matthew 8 and 14, he healed Peter's mother with a fever. Mark 141, he cleansed the leper. Mark 9 and 2, he healed the paralytic. John 5 and 5, he healed the impotent man. Matthew 12 and 10, he healed the withered hand. Luke 7 and 2, he healed the centurion servant, sick of palsy. Matthew 9 and 20, he healed the woman with the issue of blood. Matthew 9 and 27, he healed the blind man. Matthew 15 and 22, he healed the Southeastern woman's daughter. And that's just the tip of the iceberg because the Bible tells us if everything was written down that he did, the heavens could not hold it. The skies could not contain it. When God walked upon this earth, he healed. How did he do it? He forgave sin. He said, woman, neither do I condemn thee. Rise up. Go and sin no more. Sick of palsy. Thy sins be forgiven thee. Take up thy bed and go. And he's here today to help me and to help you. I got to look in my life. I got to look into my life. I got to search out some things. I got to get in the scripture. I got to find out how am I tormenting myself? How am I troubling myself? What am I doing causing these things to come into my life simply because I am not obedient to thy word? Everybody say, God heals. Tell your neighbor, God heals. He didn't stop with Jesus Christ. He passed it on through the disciples. Acts 3 and 7, the lame man healed at the gate. Peter and John, Acts 5 and 12, by the hands of the apostles were many signs and wonders worked among the people and they were all with one accord in Solomon's porch and of the rest dared no man to join himself to them but the people magnified them and believing were the more added to the Lord multitudes both of men and women and so that they brought forth the sick into the streets and laid them on the beds and the couches at the least that the shadow of Peter passing by might overshadow some of them there came also a multitude out of the cities ran about to Jerusalem Jerusalem bringing sick folk and them that were vexed with unclean spirits and they were healed every one Acts 9 and 34, Ananias was healed. Acts 9 and 40, Dorcas was healed. Acts 14 and 10, the lame man was healed. Acts 19 and 11, many sick were healed. Acts 28 and 5, Paul bitten by a snake but healed. Acts 28 and 8, and they came to pass that the father of Plebidius laid sick of a fever and of a bloody flux to whom Paul entered in and prayed, laid his hands upon him and healed him. And when this was done, others also which had diseases in the island, they came and and they were healed because God sent out his apostles to do just that. When we look at a few healings in the word of the Lord, we find out that there are certain variables that were involved. The word heals. Everybody say the word heals. 
the word in healing is related. Stay with me just for a moment. I'm going to bring this to a close in a second. And I hope that somehow some of this you get a hold of and you bring home. Because I'm here to tell you there's a lot of things going on with me and you that can be shed. If we'll just align ourselves back with the word of God in the areas that we are troubled And so Jesus came again, John 4 and 46. And so Jesus came again to Canaan of Galilee where he made water into wine. And there was a certain noble man whose son was sick at Capernaum. And when he heard that Jesus was come out of Judea into Galilee, he went unto him, Galilee, he went unto him and besought him that he would come down and heal his son. For he was at the point of death. Listen to the word of the Lord. And Jesus said unto him, except, except you see signs and wonders, you will not believe. The noble man said unto him, sir, come down ere my child die. And Jesus said unto him, Go that way, thy son liveth. And the man believed the word that Jesus had spoken unto him. And he went his way. And as he would now going down into his servants met him, we know the story told him that thy son liveth. We need to understand that our faith watch is established upon the word of God. So then faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Listen, friend, we need to get back to believing God's word and stop believing the report of the doctor, the report of the devil, the report of symptoms. I refuse, I refuse, I refuse. I will believe the report of the Lord. Why? Because doctors fail. Men don't know everything. The devil wants to kill you. But God's word will never fail. Not one dotted I. Not one cross T. The Bible says heaven and earth will but my word is eternal. Why are you giving up on it? Why have you stopped quoting it? Why have you stopped using it? It hasn't lost its power. It's glory still there. It's still a miracle word. Don't let the devil shut your mouth. Quote the word. Quote the word. Believe the word. Get the word in you. Speak the word. We got more faith in doctors than we do God. And I don't mean that in an ugly way. You think I'm against doctors. I'm not. I believe God has given wisdom to men. But you'll get into the word of the Lord. You'll find a few verses. And you'll start praying. You'll start quoting them into your situation. Start using God's word. A couple of days go by nothing happens. A week goes by nothing happens. Used to quote them three times a day. Now you only do it twice. A month goes by and nothing happens. <laughs> it's like that little woman in the Bible says she spent all she had. But she only grew worse. But she had enough faith in the doctors of her day that she, she went until they just took all her money. And then we found out what they were really interested in. It certainly wasn't her healing. Oh, they'd have kept seeing her. It was her money. She went to yet spend it all. Finally makes her way to Jesus. We know the story. Touches the, this is the one that touched the hem of his garment, I believe. And healed of her issue of blood instantly. Because she was willing to do what? She was willing to persevere through the crowd. She had an issue of blood. It was against the law, against the word of God. For her to go into a crowd. She had an issue of blood. She was supposed to be outside of the camp. Until the issue was completed. It wasn't her ministerial period. It was an issue of blood. That never left her. It was with her for 12 years. Or however long it was. That the Bible says. It never left her. But she was so desperate. She broke every rule. Made her way. Because she had heard. That he was there. And she pushed her way through the crowd. Until she was healed. Listen I want to tell you. 
Sometimes we have more faith than the doctors. How do you know that? You'll have cancer and you'll go to the doctor and the doctor says you've got cancer and so he gives you a treatment. You don't get better, you get worse. But the following month, what do you do? You go back to the doctor. You let him put the same poison in your body. I am not preaching against this. So where your faith is, the Bible says, so be you. So you have to do where you stand in God and where your faith remains. That is what you must reply to. I'm just trying to put a thought in your head that you might get a hold of. Then we go back again. We don't get better. We only get worse. We go again and we go and we go and we go and we go until we die. But with God, if he don't do it the first time, well, he must not want to heal me. It must not be his will. It must not be the will of God. You quote those verses a few days, you get tired, you drop down to just two, next thing you know it's just one. After a few months, you're not even speaking the word of God anymore into your situation. You just put your hands into the hands of the doctor because that's where your faith is. I know this is hard preaching, but I'm trying to save somebody's life. I'm trying to change your life. I'm trying to tell you you don't have to live with that mental instability. I'm trying to tell you you don't have to live with your anxiety. You hear me? You do not have to live with that anxiety that is in you. Thank you, Sister Nicole, for that great testimony. You don't have to live with that fear. You don't have to live with that doubt. It is a lie. What we've got to do is put our faith back into the Word of God. Faith cometh by hearing and hearing the Word of God. We've got to get back in that word until our faith reaches a place that we break the yoke of sin that is in our life and we destroy that sickness that's come against us and against our family and cast it out. I will not receive it. I will rebuke it till the day I die. If I'm willing to go to a doctor until I die, why can't I rebuke it in the name of Jesus until he either heals or I die? I promise you, you got a better chance with God than you do with men. Doctors are practicing medicine. God is a perfectionist. Come on, let's worship him a moment. We love you, Lord. We need you, God. Bring healing into the house. Bring healing into the house. Break it, God. Break these mental issues. Break these spiritual issues. Bring healing to our bodies. You can't get healed till you get a hold of what I'm preaching. You're saying God heals every disease? Yes. Will he heal yours? I don't know. Yours may be a sickness to death. It may be what God uses to take you home to heaven and touch other people around you. One of the most precious God-fearing, loving women on the planet Earth just recently died of Lou Gehrig's disease. The wife of the superintendent of the global missions around the world of the United Pentecostal Church, his wife just died a couple of weeks ago. I don't have that answer. I'm not saying that God is going to heal everything. I am saying this, and I promise you this, the majority of every sickness in this building right now is our own fault. I didn't say all of them. I said the majority of them. Some of them can be hereditary. Some of them can just be a disease. I understand that. 
But most of us have made ourselves sick through worrying by disobeying God's word. By not casting our cares upon him. By living and doing certain things. We're in the book of Leviticus going through the Bible. Be seated. I want to, I want to, I want to pastor for a moment. I hope you're reading the series through the Bible that pastor puts out. If you're not, you're missing it. That is some of the greatest revelation you will ever hear. God gives it to me every morning. And it's powerful. And you need it for your daily walk with him. We are in the book of Leviticus, chapter 14. I think I just said 15. We're going to be in doing 16, short and Monday. But we just got through where they had to be on the outside of the camp because of certain kinds of sicknesses, things that have come into their life. And in chapter 15, it deals with... Uh, what do they call that? STDs or something like that. Sexual transmitted diseases. And the Lord deals with that. And how that they need to be put out until, until they, are, they are cleansed. That disease was not something God struck them with. That disease was because of infidelity or fornication or whatever it is that they may have done. There are some things that are in us because we have physically done things that has caused sicknesses to be in us. The beautiful thing about it is in that chapter we find that God sends the priest out to perform the ceremonial rituals of cleansing just like he did for the sicknesses that was no fault to their own. The point is, God heals whether you're in sin or whether you're not in sin. The thing that matters is are you willing to get it right with God? Are you willing to stand before the Lord and say, God, I'm going to get back in your word. I'm going to make myself right again. Don't you let the devil cause you to live with something that is in your body because of, the, because of something you did that brought it in. You can repent. You can get it right. And God will heal you just like he will heal anybody else I know this is hard preaching but listen we have we have got to get sickness out of the church we got to get these things out of the body of Christ we need to become a functioning body in a world that is desperate for the gospel everybody say the word brings healing Matthew chapter 8 and verse number 1 music you can come when he was come down from the mountain great multitudes followed him and behold there came a leper and worshipped him saying Lord if thou, if thou canst make me clean and Jesus put forth his hand and he touched him and said I will be thou clean and immediately his leprosy was cleansed now we can say leprosy was no fault of his own. We don't really know that. It could be fault of his own. He could have disobeyed some commandment in the word of God and knowingly and knowledgeably come in contact with leprosy. It could have been a loved one. And so, but it didn't matter to him. He was willing to go to them and be with them. The word of God says you have to separate yourself. Why? Because it's contagious. God understood these things. He didn't take the time to explain this to the children of Israel. He just said this is what you do. This is what you don't do. This is how it's done this is how you prepare the meal this is what you eat this is what you don't eat this is where you go it's not where you go it's how you do it it's how you don't do it he didn't explain himself he just said this is the way it is but now that we have a little bit of knowledge and a little bit of understanding we understand that God was protecting them listen to me listen 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 every law every command was a protection everything he gave was about preserving his people about loving his people it was never about bondage it was never about commands or slavery it was about because he loved them and we live in a religious world today who wants to tell the church it's not about rules it's not about regulations you don't have to follow nothing you don't have to do anything just love God let me tell you you can love a God all you want if you play with a leper you're going to get leprosy if you dabble in sin, you cannot play with fire and not get burned in your bosom. If you handle sin, when lust is conceived, it brings sin. When sin is finished, it brings death. That was written to the church. 
that was not written to sinners. God said, if you let lust conceive in you, it will become sin. And when sin is done with you, it will destroy your life. I was written to the church, not to sinners. There are things we can do, places we can go, things we can say. God has given us rules and commands in his word. He has given us as many do's and don'ts as he did in the Old Testament. And he is not doing it to form some cult or to try to force you to live some kind of way. But he does it because he loves us. And he knows that how we dress matters because it's the kind of world that we live in. When women lust, dress lustful, men lust after them. When men dress lustful, they're idiots. And women may actually lust after them. It produces sin. God understands our nature. He didn't say, he didn't say uh, resist youthful lust. He said flee it. He said run from it. He didn't say stand up against it. He didn't say take your little girl and go somewhere private and say inside of your mind and inside of your heart, young person, that I will resist. I can handle this. I'm not going to mess up. I'm not going to do it wrong. I got news for every one of you. You will fail 100% of the time. And you know how I know you're going to fail? Because you're already in rebellion when you do it. You're already walking in rebellion. Going somewhere God told you not to go. Doing something God told you not to do. Opening the door of sin in your life. Opening the door of lust into your life. The only way we overcome is to walk in His Word. And stay obedient in His Word. That's the reason why He gives us all of these rules and regulations. Of what we can and we cannot do. It's because He loves us. And He's caring for us. He loves our children. And He wants us to be whole mentally whole spiritually whole physically and God says abide walk in these things do these things here that I, I would love to take the time to touch but I think we're done every eye closed every mind on God I want you to listen to me listen to me I want you to say right now I do not need to suffer any longer say I do not need to suffer any longer I understand that there's no overwhelming, great, powerful move of God right now. But you don't need that to be healed. I know that we don't have some brand name individual that's used in the gifts. and pastor believes in those. We have them here from time to time. But you don't have to have that to be healed. Thank you, Brother Dixon, for stepping out and coming down. We're going to pray for you. I'm telling you, God is here to heal. He has come to heal. John chapter 5 and verse number 5. And a certain man was there which having an infirmity. Listen to this. 38 years. Do you really think for one moment that when that man with that infirmity got up that morning that it crossed his mind that that day he was going to be healed him going to the pool of Salaam was not really about getting into the water it was just a place to go hang out with misery all the sick were going to be there he got up and packed his lunch and Put everything together. Thank you, elders. I believe God wants to heal our elders. I don't believe God wants our elders to die with dementia or any other brain disease. I believe He wants them to die fully knowing His loved ones and knowing the Lord that is in heaven. My grandfather, by marriage, 
he had the dementia so bad that he would come to church they would bring him of course and he would crawl into church and saliva would just drool out of his mouth he was raised in Pentecost all his life and he would crawl and they'd sit him in a chair and he'd just sit there one day while the preacher was preaching nothing going on really all that much Sister Mackey just church that old man stood and lifted his hands and began to speak in tongues and God instantly healed him of that disease while he sat on that chair and he died right in his mind several years later but he was right in his mind God heals dementia God heals cancer God heals diabetes Sister Mackey this man came to the pool of Siloam for 38 years. He had already grown accustomed to his disease. He had already accepted into his life how many times he had been prayed for. How many times maybe he was even thrown into the pool until finally he said, no, 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 don't throw me. I'll never get in in time. But that day Jesus walked up into his life. And he said to him, watch this. When Jesus saw him and knew that he had now been a long time in this case, he said to him, Wilt thou be made whole? Don't you want to be healed? Of course I want to be healed. Of course I do. There's nobody to throw me in the water when it's troubled. How about today we put all of our excuses aside? And I'm going to tell you why some of you are not going to be healed today because you do not want to be. And you do not have the desire to be. And you say, but oh yes I do. You're not even in this altar to give God another chance. Because you have accepted your disease. You have accepted your trouble. Or you have allowed Satan to convince you this is a part of who you are. Well maybe it is. But that doesn't mean I'm not going to come down to this altar every chance that I get and stand before God and ask Him to heal me. The Lord comes today and He says, Wilt thou be healed? That's the question today. Do you want to be healed? Do you want to come and lay that anxiety down? Do you want to come and lay that troubled heart down? Do you want to come and bring that body with some kind of a disease come give God a chance come give God an opportunity say well I've been prayed for it a hundred times yeah but you've been going back to the doctor a thousand times for the same thing why don't you just keep coming why don't you just keep coming have you given up hope? Do you believe God's not able? No, I, I know you believe He's able. But you're giving up hope. Huh. Come on, let us show up in here. I'm telling you. The healing hand of God is going to begin to move across this congregation in just a moment. He's already touched some of you. 
I want us to go into a moment of repentance together. Everybody. Come on, let's begin to pray, God. Lord, have mercy upon us. Forgive us of our disobedience. Forgive me, God, for not following after you in certain areas of your word. Oh, God, open up my heart before you today. I open up my heart before you today. Come on, somebody. Be merciful. Come on, I'm telling you. Healing is going to come on you while you repent. But pastor, I haven't sinned. We're all sinners. We sin every day. David said, Lord, search my heart. there's some hidden sin I'm not aware of call out to God call out to God God I curse this brain tumor at its roots you said we would anoint with oil pray the prayer of faith that you would raise them up. If there be any sin, you would forgive them. In the name of Jesus, I loose the word of God upon you. But I speak healing into this back. In the name of Jesus, no more cane for him. Heal this back. Take out this information. Jesus' name. I speak your name. Come on, somebody. Help pastor pray. Lord, I, I lay hands upon this mind. I speak healing into this mind. Heal every neuron, every synaptic nerve. Heal God. Repair the damaged cells. Recreate God. You're the creator. Recreate. Heal. Heal these joints and shoulders. Heal these hands. Heal these knees and feet. Touch our elders. Come on, church, help Pastor pray.